Welcome, family, to podcast number three for Parenting with Ease. Oh, I have the lovely guest, Jamie Sagnor, um, who I was blessed to um, cross paths with. Um, we had a mutual client, um, goodness, seven years ago, and I was hearing about this work that she was doing, um, which I call health coaching. I don't know if she calls it that. Um, yes, but- that's correct. <laughs> Yay. Okay, great. Um, and hearing about it and um, looking at nutrition in different ways, and I know I had definitely um, – I had definitely experienced a lot of different um, waves of nutrition for myself, being uh, vegan and vegetarian and then um, flipping over to Western Price and and just trying to find something that was going to work for my body, work for my children's house, and, um, and find some balance and ease. And I actually... Um, sought Jamie out because I had, um, I had some weight gain that I was, um, that I was concerned about (laughs) and then actually ended up, um, having her work with my, uh, oldest son at the time when he was about uh, 13 years old, he was wanting to play football, um, with, with his age group. And he was actually on very much the light end. Uh, my boys are very lean um, and started to just peek into the work that Jamie was doing. And it was, um, it was really cool. And it was really cool to hear someone else talk to my children about um, food <laughs> and nutrition mm-hmm. and sleep and, uh, and energy and exercise. And it was, so it was really just exciting to, to hear um, someone talk with such a wealth of knowledge and um, and just a, a great heart. Um, so after the work that she was doing with my son, I was like, I want some of that. And I uh, started working with Jamie, and it was over probably about a six-month, um, maybe a little bit longer stretch because our schedules um, had stretched some of that out just a little bit. And, um, and what I came to find, um, having a one-on-one session with Jamie was that I really loved every single thing that we talked about. And let me tell you, families, very little of it was about food. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jamie, um, I remember, um, when we first got together that I was, not having great sleep and it had nothing to do with my children or the work that I was Mm -hmm. doing. Um, I remember I was waking up two or three times in the middle of the night, not being able to get into a deep sleep, not able to um, feel energized at all during the day, even if I took a nap. Um, I remember uh, a friend of mine suggesting, Hey, why don't you, you know, at least jump some rope. Maybe that'll, you know, put some energy or take a bubble bath. And I was even at that point going, oh my gosh, I can't even do that. Like that's too exhausting to even think about. Um, I don't know if that's what you saw in me, Jamie, but that's where I was (laughs) in my life at that time. (laughs) 
It's funny to hear you say that because all I can, my only thoughts of you are how you are like a superwoman with so much energy and can do anything and everything. (laughs) So I I almost don't even remember you being at that point, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I remember, I remember coming to the realization also, um, because it was shortly after I had my, um, my, last son who's eight years old now um that it it was it was okay with me if it wasn't a weight loss issue if it was something I just needed to come to a realization with about who I am and what my body is and what it needs and I think you were just so sensitive to all of that and I want you to just share a little bit about um how you came to this work and and your journey a little bit does that work for you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I came to health coaching after struggling with my own health um, when I was in my 20s. And I grew up as you know an athlete. I never really had a, a weight issue. And so I, ne- I didn't think that any – I thought I was healthy. And all of a sudden, I went through this period where I was – kind of sick. You know, I had no energy. I was dealing with some really weird symptoms. I um, was like pale and I would go to see the doctors and they said everything was fine. And so, and I knew I wasn't fine. And so that forced me to look into alternative modalities and um, what I found and, and holistic health. And what I found was that a lot of these issues I was having were related to simple changes that I needed to make in my diet that I was just completely unaware of at the time, Um, things that had sort of built up over a while and then hit a tipping point. And um, I was able to, you know, it took me a while because it was a lot of detective work and it was, you know, going to a lot of different people and and getting a hint here and a hint there and that kind of thing. But I eventually figured it all out and, um, you know, was able to get my energy back, get my health back and understand what had happened, you know, the cause and effect of everything. And I think that, you know, that, that's why I wanted to become a health coach was because that process was really difficult to go through alone, first of all. Second of all, to have people, when you don't feel good, to have other people, especially doctors, say, oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> and, you know, I think my dad at the time, who was a psychologist, said, um, you know, this might be in your head and that kind of thing. And and so it's um, it was really helpful along the way. You know, there was an acupuncturist who helped me. There was, uh, you know, different naturopaths, different people who listened to me and heard my concerns as real concerns and, you know, helped, you know, try to guide me. So at any rate, um, through that process, I realized that I wanted to do that for other people. And so I went back to, I went back to school. I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, um, which was based out of New York City at the time, and um, I, you know, got my health coaching certification and uh, started working with other people. And um, and you're right, sometimes it doesn't have to do with food. <laughs> sometimes there's other things going on that you would never expect is, uh, you know, causing breakdown. So. Um, also, just as an aside, you know, because I am an artist myself, I tend to work with a lot of artists and creative professionals, you know, particularly in Los Angeles, so a lot of uh, producers, directors, writers, that kind of thing, and um, there's 
really unique challenges that come with that type of work. Um, and so, you know, I, that is one thing that I, uh, I guess you could say is one of my specialties is working with a lifestyle that's more non-traditional, a schedule that might be completely all over the place, um, and, you know, just working with people to get back in balance and to have it be sustainable, their healthy habits be sustainable within their lifestyle, whatever that looks like, and, again, particularly for creative professionals. Um, I also am an ex-sugar addict, and so that's another area of expertise that I have and that I work with clients, so reducing sugar cravings and um, helping people deal with, with everything related to sugar and sugar addiction. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's sort of how I got here. That's right. And, um, and I've, I've done that sugar um, call and... The sugar, um, the sugar detox. <laughs> the sugar detox with you. And yeah. so, much, so much information that you provide about, you know, what, what does it really look like and why is that craving happening and how you can uh, balance out other things. I mean, that's really full of a lot of information, too. Um, yeah. I really found that to be an added bonus <laughs> to, to work with you again uh, with that. Um, yeah. And then also I've done the, the liver cleanse with you also, just feeling like, yeah, something's not right. Let's, you know, reboot and see, see what that's about. Um, so that was fun too. Um, as mm-hmm. you all can listen, I really love working with Jamie. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Erica. To, oh, for sure. Um, I want to talk a little bit about our six-month journey and um, yeah. and and what's evolved. You know, what what does that look like in your program and and how how I really um, just benefited from that. So, parents, just like I was sharing before, I was not um, I was not listening to my body. <laughs> I think that pretty mm-hmm. much clearly states it. Um, and I didn't know what was wrong, and I, I say wrong with, uh, in quotations because, like yourself, I went to, I went to doctors and going, and I'm not a, a person to go to doctors if I don't need to. <laughs> uh-huh. And I wasn't feeling like myself. And I remember reaching out and, and um, a doctor, <laughs> one, of, uh, one of the doctors I went to, just a regular MD, said, well, you know, all your tests come back. You know, if everything's fine, uh, if you're not sleeping, I can offer you some sleeping pills. And I was, I was like, what? Yeah. I have, I have preteen, I have preteens in the house. You want me to take some sleeping pills and a young child? <laughs> um, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't in my reality, and nothing, and not, definitely not the way I wanted to go. Um, but I remember when we uh, first started to touch on the work that you do. Um, we talked about goals, which one of them was weight loss. Another one was um, just having more energy, and and another one just to not not be afraid of food because you know there's times in my life where I feel um, afraid. I don't know if that's the word, but challenged for sure. Of is this something I can eat? Is this something I shouldn't eat? Um, and then. And then just either don't eat or then, and then, or then have like a binge eating because I haven't eaten all day, that kind of thing. 
Um, I'm I sure have a memory, Erica. <laughs> I have a memory of really having to convince you that bananas were okay to eat. I mean, like, I really had to do some work on that one. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, there, there's some strange hiccups that, um, that I would get. And I don't know if you remember also that I had no problem – feeding my children. I had no problem feeding mm-hmm. other people's children. I had, you know, I could provide meals <laughs> for, you know, the whole school. But if it wasn't going to be like an all out salmon and eggs and, you know, some greens on the side, then I wasn't going to sit down and eat for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. either. Yeah, well, I mean, you're, ta- you know, this is a sort of a typical thing where when you're a caregiver, um, and you certainly are your own kids plus many other people's kids, you oftentimes, um, or people will oftentimes uh, not take care of themselves, you know, just because your energy is always going outward. And so it's, it's, a, it's a very common thing, actually, and for different reasons for different people. But I think in your case, you just are a natural caregiver and caretaker. And, um, you know, I, I, I do remember it, we worked on you prioritizing your own health. Um, that I do remember that as, as one major focus. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and during our sessions, um, Jamie and I would meet uh, one-on-one, and she'd ask me questions about um, my life, and there would be, I, I don't know if it's called the wheel of life, is that what it is? <laughs> or the, the circle of life. <laughs> circle of life, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> of, um, of these different categories of, you know, where to look at in my life. And again me working with a health coach wasn't thinking that that was going to be part of it. Um, you know, questions about money and relationships and, um, not too much questions, but like, where, where was I feeling, um, heavy and burdened and where was I feeling light and everything's easy or with ease, I should say. Um, and it, and what happened during this process of, um, work that I did with Jamie is, you know, she brought in, um, like different tools to measure where I was at. Um, you know, we did some work with our Veda, a questionnaire, you know, we looked at different, um, different kinds of foods and, you know, simple as waking up in the morning and writing down what you had for breakfast. And then, you know, and then later, like, how did it make you feel? Like, were you fuzzy, you know, around 10 o'clock after or 7 o'clock breakfast? Or were you energized or were you craving something else? Um, where I felt like all the different tools that you brought in with our work, Jamie, that um, it just gave me, like, different lenses to look through. Um, did yeah. you experience that when you were going through your training also? Yeah. In fact, the um, the man who started the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, he before he got into nutrition, he had a master's in education. And what I so appreciated about him and his creation of not only the program that I went through, but the program that he, you know, helps us create for you, you know, for the client, um, is that there are so many different learning tools you know people learn in different ways and um and certain things come across 
more effective with one tool rather than another. And so there, what you're saying about there being an array of tools is was very intentional um, because it uncover it helps you look at things from a different perspective. It helps you uncover something that you might have might not have seen with a, a different lens, and it's just. Um, uh, and it allows your brain, you know, to turn off in one area and open up in another. I mean, it's just, you know, so yes, absolutely. And um, I, and in my training, I so appreciated that as well. What was like, I think the, there was so much that I received from working with you, Jamie, but one of the, I want to say side effects um, was just um, a, what you bring is such this grounded um, person <laughs> that I get to have this dialogue with, you know, twice a month, but um, not only grounded, but like such an awareness that you weren't pointing to the awareness and saying, look, there's the awareness, Erica. <laughs> you, were, <laughs> you were opening it up to where I could start to be aware of things that I wasn't aware of before. That yeah, so that's basically, <laughs> yeah, that's the basis, honestly, that's the basis of the work because um, what you were saying before, how you weren't feeling connected to your body's intuition or your body's signals, that, um, that is the way most of us are. And unfortunately, that means that when we're not hearing our body signals, then we, um, it's like, you know, being in a relationship and you're speaking a different language, you know, with the person you're in a relationship with. And so problems arise. And a lot of the work is just getting you to, first of all, listen to your body signals and then to be able to understand what your body is saying and, you know, deconstructing cravings and understanding that everything that happens, you know, instead of blaming your body like, oh, I, I ate that ice cream last night um, and I had this craving and I just I couldn't stop it and, and all hell broke loose, you know, <laughs> instead, of, instead of it being a bad thing, it's a good thing. Like, why, why did that happen? What's out of balance that your body is trying to tell you about? Why did you eat that ice cream? Not um, how can I have better willpower next time? And so the, the answers to those questions help you create intrinsic motivation and sustainable health. Um, because all of a sudden it's not me pointing it out and saying to you, you, you should eat this and not eat that. It's you understanding that when you eat a certain thing, it makes you feel terrible and so you don't want to eat it again or wonderful and so you do want to eat it again and that is um, really a gift that your body gives you as long as you uh, know how to listen. <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, I think so much of it, like that banana <laughs> and other things, um, <laughs> you know, all the books that I've read on nutrition and diets and all of that stuff, I think all those that um, – everything that you take in in those kind of ways, it becomes like your shoulds and shouldn'ts. Yes, um, I should yes. be doing this or I shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. this. Um, so it doesn't even belong to your body anymore. It's all this other yeah. um, theor theories that you've absorbed and have taken in to make believe that is now yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, because you work with kids so much, um, some of that ha starts to happen as a child, you know, the whole finish all the food on your plate type of thing, even if you're not hungry, you, we start to ignore our body's signals as early as 
you know, childhood <laughs> um, because of that. And so it's, it takes a while to reconnect with your body's natural instincts because throughout, I think, in our culture anyway, we really are taught to ignore them or to overcome them or to fight against them, you know? Oh, that's so powerful. Can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in our, I, I think it seems that in our society, we're really taught to ignore our body signals or to fight against them um, and, uh, you know, ignore. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember the third thing I said, but, <laughs> but it yeah. really is, you know, through, through even, you know, diet pills that suppress your appetite or, you know, um, all the tricks and, you know, it's all about tricking your body and, you know, I don't know, covering it up and covering up the, the body signals so that you won't eat what it wants to eat. And, you know, it's all of this really um, dysfunctional <laughs> type of stuff. And what you really want to get back to is a truthful relationship with your body because your body is smart. I mean, your body is the expert. Your body knows what it's talking about. And um, the only trouble that you're going to get into is if you don't know how to listen. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think I wanted to touch on, you know, the politeness of of, <laughs> of <laughs> what we experience definitely as um, as parents of, you know, oh, I need to wait until, you know, um, not really listening to our bodies. So if we're feeding our children and we're not feeding ourselves or mm-hmm. we have to go do something, it's easy for us to just, you know, oh, I'll feed myself later or you know, I'm, you know, my son wants that last bite, even though I really want it, you know, whatever it is, (laughs) the politeness that we really start to shut down, you know, our, our knowing or shut down, um, those parts of us that, you know, we think, oh, it's polite to do this instead. Um, and, and that, you know, it's another trigger of, you know, not listening to our body in that way. Um, yeah, Karen, I, I do, um, for those of you who, who struggle with sugar with your children, I, um, Jamie's sugar, um, calls are phenomenal worth, uh, wealth of information about, you know, um, reaching for, you know, one of the suggestions that she has is reaching for water before you, uh, react to your, oh, I want something sweet. Um, and it's something very simple, but it's also just an awareness um, where I hear a lot of families saying, oh, sugar is such an issue. Um, kids are always quite craving sweets. And, um, and I think it's something also that we've bought into because, hey, that's what we've heard for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where it's interesting in the work that I do where I am feeding a lot of different children, um, I'm finding actually that not so much the sugar that they're stirring to, it's more of the salt that they're stirring to now than, um, mm, than sugar. Interesting. Which is, which mm. is interesting. Yeah. And interesting in the last, you know, 10 years <laughs> to see that yeah. shift. One um, part, wow. part of the sh- sugar is that if you're eating it, then your body wants more. So I don't know if that means that the kids you're working with are eating less sugar and so then they're craving less sugar. I'm not sure, you know, exactly what uh, what that shift is, but that's interesting. 
Well, it's definitely something that um, comes and goes, even in my own family. <laughs> um, mm-hmm, right. Some, can summers, summers here in L.A. can get hot, and it'll be like, yeah. oh, it's hot. it's hot. Let's go get some ice cream. And then the next mm-hmm. day it's hot. Oh, let's go get some ice cream. And then it's hot again. <laughs> right. I'm like, what are we doing? We're getting ice cream every day. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> you get a little bit of it, and then it, you want more, and then you want more. So I totally yep. understand that part, It's a downward spiral. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. Yeah. Well, I wanted to have um, Jamie on just to – to share a little bit about the work that she does because it, like I said, it doesn't focus on nutrition plans or exercise plans. Um, I'd love for you to talk just a little bit more about that, Jamie. Do you mind? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So the, what Erica is, is sort of alluding to is what my nutrition school calls the primary foods and the primary foods are the things in your life that nourish you but don't come on a plate. So that would be things like um, relationships, career, uh, spirituality, exercise, those types of things. And the idea is that when your primary foods are in balance, it makes what you eat secondary. But when your primary foods are out of balance, it directly affects what you eat, how much you eat, what you crave, that kind of thing. So looking at um, food alone really doesn't cut it <laughs> because the, the food is actually secondary, truly. Um, the primary foods trump the secondary foods. They're more important in terms of your overall health and your uh, eating habits. So they, they directly affect your eating habits. And, um, and so, you know, there is no one right diet. And it does, if, even if I told you, oh, well, you know, brown rice and broccoli and avocado is what you should be eating, you know, for dinner, if you're really, really stressed out and, um, you know, struggling and having uncontrollable cravings and not getting enough sleep, then you're, first of all, you're probably not going to eat that. You're going to, you know, have, you know, a breakdown about not being able to eat what I told you to eat, and then we wouldn't get anywhere. So that's why, um, that's why I don't give a list of foods to eat or not eat, because it's not, it doesn't get to the underlying issues. Um, And so when you are able to address the underlying issues, we also have a conversation about food and what food is better for your body and that kind of thing. But it's, it's coming from a different. Uh, conversation, um, one where we're talking about how to best nourish your body and how to, you know, address your body's needs uh, after the other stuff is taken care of rather than um, a diet. So I think that kind of addresses what you were talking about, Erica. Yeah, definitely. And then just meeting twice a month um, was able to, you know, keep in, in track and it wasn't so much of um, how I imagine you know, going into a weigh-in or something like that. That's not at all <laughs> what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. It, it wasn't even like um, like an accountability. It was just a, a reminder and a, um, a refreshing conversation about um, what's going on in life in general and and where, like I said, where things felt heavy and where things felt light. And I know a lot of the families that I work with um, are very much in the same kind of cycle um, of the clients that you work with where um, 
it isn't a nine to five. It isn't a, a right. typical kind of schedule, whether it's because they have kids or they're moving, you know, houses or yeah. their work is, you know, is um, different and shifting. Um, but there's a lot of, a lot of ways to say in, in our social culture that this awareness doesn't have um, with our in getting in touch with our body and remembering that that's an important part of our life that yeah. we lead because I think <laughs> right. our focus is so much outside of our body that we're not really taking the time to focus on our body and, and how it brings us in, in, you know, into our daily lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's that lifestyle thing, um, the changing circumstances and all of that, that is so important to really look at because otherwise, you know, you can, you can set a meal plan for yourself, but then your circumstances change and then that might not be realistic. And then all of a sudden it's everything's out the window, you know, and so making it the, the way to make it really sustainable is to understand what balance feels like in your body and in your life, and then um, always knowing how to readjust to get back into balance when circumstances throw you off. And that does take attention, attention on your body and attention on the things in your life. So, and, and I think the added bonus of the conversation is just that it doesn't come, again, from the judgment of like, well, I told you or we talked about this or <laughs> right. any of that sort. Um, yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> Because <laughs> I have enough of those in my in my world. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's the way diets are. Those are they're always very punishing. <laughs> yes. So um so I I um I really value the worth. And let me tell you, families, it was as if I was digging a ditch and I was not I was not um gonna be able to come out of it quite easily. Um that Jamie the work that I did with Jamie <laughs> made me realize I was in the ditch <laughs> when I didn't even know I was in the ditch. <laughs> and, and I was able to not only realize that I was in the ditch, but able to um, be very gentle with myself in getting out of the ditch, if that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, it, kind of, it always breaks my heart when people are... are um, so hard on themselves because that's what, you know, that's, that's kind of the way it goes with weight loss, in, you know, over time. It's like, okay, you know, you have to um, count your calories and you have to stay in this restrictive diet and then you get on the scale and you either did it well or you didn't and you get, you know, then you feel bad about yourself or you don't. I mean, it's this whole, it's a, it's a really negative cycle. And um, so it gives me a lot of pleasure to take people out of that system, of, you know, and um, it's just, you get a lot more done. You get a lot more accomplished when you're being kind and and understanding and listening instead of, you know, fighting (laughs) with your body. Yes, totally. And again, one of the side effects from working with Jamie, I was able to, you know, lose over 10 pounds and I was really loving that. Um, But I have to tell you that my, my sense of self grew in such I want to say a short amount of time <laughs> um, <laughs> from where I was. So I just, I just want to, um, I'm very grateful for our time together. Um, I also am, am realizing that this past year of 
2016 was an amazing year for me in so many ways. Um, lots of growth and expansion in the business and lots of growth and so much time with my kids. I've always, um, I've always valued my time with my kids and it felt like um, last year just like everything that I valued really just came to fruition. And, um, and again, I think it was a lot of just focus on, wow, look at all these amazing things that are happening in my world and yet not focusing back on, on, on what, um, self-care was great, but, um, body Mm -hmm. care, not so great. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, there was mm -hmm. a lot of, um, meetings, uh, late nights and things like that. So lots of takeout food and, um, and again, just, just feeling out of, um, out of charge with my body. Like it was just doing its own thing and I was doing my own thing and we weren't, (laughs) we weren't in the same place. (laughs) (laughs) And so, Mm. and, um, and so I share with, with all you (laughs) who are listening and see me is that I'm actually at my pregnancy weight and I have no baby inside me. (laughs) And, um, and just the knowing of, Hey, I don't want to fight my body to, to get in touch with it again, um, which is very easy to do of, I shouldn't be eating that, or I should, or, oh, screw it, I'm going to eat this now. Um, I want to find that ease that I found again uh, with you, Jamie. So I would love uh, to talk a little bit about the program that you're going to be offering uh, starting in March and how I'm going to be participating very happily I'm clapping my hands excitedly (laughs) yay yay and that's you know that's one of the nice things about approaching things from in this way is that you can see exactly what happened you know what I'm saying like you can you can see that you're you know where one of your primary foods was out of balance even in a good direction and how that affected you know, your eating habits. And so instead of, you know, beating yourself up and um, feeling like you failed, it's, it's just that you understand where you got out of balance and therefore you can get back in balance, you know. But um, in terms of the program, yeah, so Erica, you said that you were interested in doing a, a, a six months, is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So in yeah. So the great thing about doing six months is that it gives um, it gives enough time that whatever would come up to stop you <laughs> in your life or in your in your health goals, it will come up. And so then we have the opportunity to to work through them. And those are sort of like the gifts and the golden moments. And um, you know, whereas if you do a, a shorter term thing, you can do anything. For, for 21 days, or you can do anything for a short amount of time, but it's then when you're putting it into practice over a longer period of time that things are going to come up to that would potentially throw you off. And so um, that is why I really do like doing the six-month thing because it's a real opportunity to uh, not only get back in touch with your body and to start to move towards your health goals, but to change those habits and make them more sustainable. Um, so in the format of the six months, we would be meeting every other week. And um, we're actually planning on doing this online to make it easier with people's schedules. 
And so it would be just like Erica mentioned, um, we'd be kind of going through all of the areas, both, you know, primary foods and secondary foods, and um, step-by-step in a way that feels easy, doable, and sustainable, bringing in lots of different tools, lots of different, you know, angles, but, um, you know, moving towards holistic health, essentially. And for the people that whose goal is weight loss, then that, um, that is what we'll be moving towards. But, you know, like you said, there were other goals that you had originally, increased energy, um, and even the confidence, you know, the just caring for yourself and the building, the expansion of self. That often happens. I have to say that that's kind of something that um, a lot of people who finish the program say occurred for them because when you are honoring your body and listening to your body uh, on a regular basis, you can't help but improve your self-esteem. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're, you're being so kind to yourself in, in honoring yourself that way that, um, that confidence just goes up. So uh, at any rate, that's, that's sort of the general um, outline of it and, uh, you know, using whatever comes up for people as opportunity to um, dive deep and uh, figure out the blocks and work through them. So yeah. along, with some tra- I, along with some traditional, you know, learning about food, what foods are good for you and that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I call those moments contrast. <laughs> <laughs> contrast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And just seeing, you know, not only what it's done for me, but seeing um, – mutual friends and, you know, familiar uh, contacts and seeing how life transforming, uh, not just for myself, but for the work that you've done with other people that we know has been, it's really phenomenal just to even be a witness to. Mm. So that's been really cool. Um, That's great to hear. I want to um, just touch on one more thing before before we say our goodbye here. And, um, and you had touched on it a little bit about, um, I definitely call it honoring. I think that's the perfect word that you used um, because I think so many of us, um, we didn't get that as kids, that that's a, important, yeah. that that's a value. Um, yeah. it, it, it was something that, you know, wasn't, wasn't acknowledged and definitely wasn't, um, wasn't held um, or modeled for us. And I, I think that's not only important for us to be modeling it for our, you know, for our kids, but to remind ourselves of what, what a gift, you know, honoring yourself can really be. So yeah. I, and mm, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Jamie. <laughs> I was just going to say, since I had the pleasure of doing some rye uh, training, I was really impressed and happy to see that that was pretty much the intention or one of the intentions of it was to, um, you know, have the kids listen to themselves and build confidence. Um, And uh, it is something that we didn't really get as children and is so powerful when you do, when you are allowed to have that sense of self and trust it, you know? Yeah. So thank you so much, Jamie, for taking the time today to hang out and chat with me about your work. And um, 
Thanks for having me. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, You, (laughs) you may not know uh, how much you gifted to me for sure, but um, I'll let you know that my children will, appreciate you as much as I do. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Oh, thank you. And thank you. (laughs) And thank you parents uh, who are listening to our podcast, uh, number three of Parenting with Ease. Thank you for taking the time and listening in on um, how you may not even know that you're in the ditch (laughs) like I did. And, uh, and, you too might also have an awareness that there's something that just that needs a little bit more of, of honoring you. So thank you for listening today. Um, thank you, Jamie, for being here. Thank you, Erica.